Am I in this? Huh? Did you take his picture? Yeah. Charming company you keep. He's a bit old-fashioned. He thinks these things will steal his virtue. He thinks you're a kind of thief. Start if I take your picture. All right. Okay. Just walk. Once again, this is Mike Mezgleski. And I'm Mike Haber. And welcome to the 25th episode of the Jim Church School of Digital Underwater Photography Podcasts. And it's hard to believe, but it's been two weeks since our last podcast. Well, we didn't forget about you, and no, we didn't run out of ideas either. We sure did run out of time, though. But we're back, and we've got plenty on our minds. So let's get started. You know, throughout the course of the summer, we've looked at thousands of students' images. We've also observed dozens of photographers in the water while they were shooting. One of the more common mistakes that we see folks make is that they zoom in on a subject with their lens rather than getting close. Specifically, they do that with the big critters. Today, we're going to discuss the effect that that habit can have on the resulting images. We're also going to direct you to several examples of photographs shot both ways. You can then decide for yourselves which is the better practice. During every one of our photo classes, we conduct a session titled Choosing Underwater Lenses. Now that title dates back to a time when we had to select a fixed focal length lens prior to a dive, and then we had to live with that decision until the next dive. The running joke was that no matter which lens we chose, the opposite subject would arrive on the scene. If we chose a macro setup, a whale shark would amble by. If we chose an ultra-wide lens, we'd find a frolicking herd of diamond blennies. Today the equipment is a bit different. With Howe's digital SLR cameras, we have some very sophisticated zoom lenses to choose from. These lenses have focal length ranges that replace the three or four lenses underwater photographers used in the past. Digital point-and-shoot cameras, they have zoom lenses that can also switch into a macro mode as well. So our session might be better called Choosing Underwater Focal Lengths, since a single zoom lens can do so much more for us today. Regardless of the title, our message would remain the same. You must choose and use the most appropriate focal length to best accomplish the task at hand. The purpose of using a lens with macro capability is to get close enough to a very small subject in order to make it fill the frame. With macro lenses, we can get so close that there is very little water between our lens and the subject. Less water between our lens and the subject means the image will be sharper and it'll have better contrast. And it also means that the colors will be more intense since there's less water to absorb the strobe light. Our goal should always be to reduce the amount of water between our camera and our subject. So let's talk about how we deal with big critters. Topside, 
we could shoot big subjects without getting close to them by using a long focal length, or telephoto lens. If we were to do that underwater, it would also put more water between us and the subject. As you know, this results in reduced image sharpness and contrast. Also, there would be less color due to our strobe's ineffectiveness at greater distances. To get big animals like sharks, dolphins, sea lions, eagle rays, and turtles to fill the frame, we usually pick lenses with shorter focal lengths. The shorter the focal length, the wider the lens and the closer we can get. The key to successfully shooting these critters is to get close enough to have them fill the frame with as little water between us and the subject whenever possible. We say whenever possible because these animals are notoriously shy, so it may be necessary at times to reach out with our zoom lens to capture them. It might be the only way to get the shot. So let's look at a shooting scenario. Say you're diving with a Howes Nikon D70 camera with a 12 to 24 millimeter zoom lens and a spotted eagle ray is swimming past. Well, it's apparent to you that at 10 to 15 feet away, that eagle ray is not going to come any closer. You frame your subject in the viewfinder with the lens set at wide, 12 millimeters, but the eagle ray appears very tiny. By zooming in from 12 to 24 millimeters, you can optically enlarge the eagle ray in the viewfinder. So that's just what you do, and you take the picture. You've captured an image of the passing eagle ray, and that's a good thing. Next to you during this encounter is a diver with a housed Olympus SP350 camera. This camera has an 8mm to 24mm lens. This photographer does the same thing, zooming in from 8mm to about 18mm in order to capture the eagle ray. This act of zooming in to a higher focal length has accomplished one thing. It's allowed you to get a photo of a fairly shy animal. Is it the best shot ever taken of an eagle ray? Probably not. Would it have been better if you got closer to the subject or if it got closer to you? Without a doubt. Let's be realistic though. This animal was not going to get any closer and you got the best shot that you could. But that's not always the case. Sometimes the big critters will get close and all too often Photographers rely on the zoom capability of their lens to bring the critter into the frame, rather than being patient and waiting for the subject to come to them. In those instances when the subject will come closer, but the photographer chooses to use what we call the zoom crutch to fill the frame, he may get the shot, but at a price. When you zoom to a higher focal length, the angle of view is narrower than when you set the same lens to a wider, lower focal length. Therefore, in order to have the subject fill the viewfinder, the distance between the camera and the subject must be greater at 24 millimeters than at 12 millimeters. That greater distance means more water, which in turn means less color, lower contrast, and reduced sharpness. That's the price you pay. We've posted several photos that illustrate this point on the Podcast 25 page on our website, www.jimchurchphoto.com. Go to the home page and click on the podcast tab at the top of that page. Navigate to the September podcast page to find the link to podcast 25. Here you'll find two sets of images of a female Caribbean reef shark. All of these photos were shot with a Canon 20D at ISO 100 with a Canon 10 to 22 millimeter lens in an Aquatica housing. Two SB105 strobes set for one quarter power were used to light these photographs. Each pair of images has a version 
with the lens set at 10 millimeter and another set at 22 millimeter. I tried to match the relative size of the shark in the frame using both focal lengths. Therefore, the camera to subject distance was greater at 22 millimeter than it was at 10 millimeter. The aperture and shutter speeds were chosen to best balance strobe and ambient light at each strobe to subject distance. What you'll see is that the photos taken with the lens set at 10 millimeters are dramatically sharper, more colorful, and have better contrast than those taken with the lens set at 22 millimeters. And this is a direct result of there being more water between the camera and the shark at the higher focal length than at the lower focal length. By being patient and waiting for the shark to get much closer to the camera, I was able to fill the frame at 10 millimeters, which resulted in vastly better images. Patience is the key. Sure, it's easy to zoom to a higher focal length and grab the subject at a distance. In fact, you'll always get more image opportunities that way. But by waiting until the animal gets on top of you, you stand a better chance of capturing a superior image, although the number of opportunities may be less. Having said that, and having illustrated the positive results of getting closer to your subject, we understand that there'll be plenty of times that the only way to fill the frame with a timid big subject is to zoom in on it. Our purpose today is to have you think about using your lens's zoom function as a tool rather than a crutch. As we say each and every podcast, we enjoy hearing from you, so please continue to send us your ideas for future podcasts. You can do this by emailing us at podcast at jimchurchphoto.com. You can get to the archives of all of our previous podcasts on our website by clicking on the podcast tab at the top of the homepage, www.jimchurchphoto.com. Until next week, this is Mike Haber and Mike Mizgleski wishing you safe diving and great photos. We'll see you on the next podcast. Will you kindly allow me to pass? Walk away. Always walking away, aren't you? Well, I'll tell you. It's a little clash of temperament that's going on in there. Inevitably, one of them's half mad, and the other wholly unscrupulous. <laughs>